Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you oh, yeah. for being so good to us. Thank you, Lord, for placing before me many years ago a choice. Either you or the life that I was living. I'm glad that I chose you. son, when he turned 17, decided to get in his car and disappear. He had decided that uh, he wanted to experience everything that we had uh, protected him from. And I think he did most of it. Anyway, he ended up in prison. And in prison, 
there was a prison ministry that came and they worshipped and shared together. And he came home singing this song, God's not dead, he's alive. So, <laughs> I thank God for the time that he spent in prison. Yes. And uh, anyway, thank you, Lord. Something God shared with me a few days ago that He wants me to share with everybody. And He said, uh, "I want you to glorify me, not just in the things that you do, but in repentance." Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of the Lord.
Jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities, and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them. So in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us.
not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and of Hades. I heard in my spirit a moment ago, a light storm is coming. being dispersed in the midst of all the darkness and it's piercing the darkness for darkness must flee when the light comes. So Father, we look forward to the light storm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is where our hope is. Maybe I shouldn't say it from the platform, but I'm going to say it anyway. Even Satan comes as a light. Even he looks beautiful. So, Father, I just speak um, that we would be the wise version who would get with you and hear your voice, know your ways. Right, right. Uh, do what you're asking us to do. Speak what you're asking us to speak. Go where you're asking us to go, listen, obey, repent, stand before you, bow before you, and bend so that we do not break. Like the reed. Thank you that you've given us eyes to see and ears to hear. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. 
And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ got, died for the ungodly. Amen. But God demonstrated, that's my change, his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For while, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. 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 Anyone else have a scripture, prayer, word? I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing, I mean nothing, will harm you. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sharing with a, the veil was torn. Enter in to fellowship with yeah. me, worship me, be with me. Amen. Praise God. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you that veil has been torn. And we have open access to you and come humbly before you as the lover of our soul, the master of the universe, our great God and creator our daddy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else hearing something specific from the Lord? Sister Brenda, Jesus wants me to share with you and say thank you for persevering. Thank you for your submission. Thank you for the softening of your heart. Be encouraged. There's a new day coming. And you can all take heart in that. I know I can. I've seen a lot of good days and some bad days. He always prepares a way, a way out. <coughs> My wife, Loretta, <coughs> has a testimony that she wants me to share. Um, she's been almost an invalid for years with a bad hip. They wouldn't do that until she lost a certain amount of weight. She finally did that. She had surgery Wednesday, replaced the hip. And her testimony is, thank all of you for praying for her. Her testimony is that she's leaned hard on your prayers. I'm going to share for the third time. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys to death and of Hades. 
End of sermon. Yeah, have a beautiful day. Glory, glory. Those that want to stay, I got a couple more things. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for sharing what you're hearing from the Lord. Thank you for being you, because nobody else can do it like you can. Scott, would you want to come up? Scott's got to make an announcement. Thank you. A um, little background. I, I've, uh, my wife Cheryl and I have known Mike and Diane Bickle from the International House of Prayer for um, you know 40 plus years. Uh, Mike was uh, served as, a, as a, a board member of a ministry that I was uh, very involved with. And so we met with them regularly in accountability reports and, and so on uh, back, you know, 40-some years ago. And so I, I give that as some background of uh, many of you may be familiar with the International House of Prayer and, and uh, Mike Bickle, but I, I give that as a background to say that I, I know them, uh, Mike and Diane, and, and the, the entire community uh, very intimately for decades now. And just like um, I think any of us here would speak in high regards and respect and honor of, of Joe Nicola, our pastor, uh, I personally would speak with great honor and respect and admiration for Mike Bickle because I, am, I know him and know, you know what he has, how he has served faithfully in our community. And so... When I say this, I'm, I'm not exalting him in any uh, higher regard than I, I would any other uh, servant in the body of Christ. But um, I, I want us to uh, pay attention when there's something significant that just like our pastor or another leader in the body says. <clears throat> and so a little over a month ago. Uh, Mike, at their monthly staff meeting for International House of Prayer, uh, he, he made an announcement there in the staff meeting. He says, this is the most important thing I've probably ever said to our, our body, the IHOP community. Um, and he was very sober-minded when he said this. And he put it out there to a lot of trusted advisors, not only in the IHOP community, but well known uh, leaders in the body of Christ around the world. He put this word out to them beforehand to say, am, am I just being a little emotional, a little, you know, worked up over this, or do you think that this is the, the word of the Lord in this hour? And uh, they came back and said, no, I think this is, this is very strong. And a lot, of the, a lot of these leaders testified as to what God even spoke to them as they read this. And so, in a nutshell, um, Mike has called the IHOP community to a 21-day Daniel fast starting on May 7th and culminating on May 28th, which is, is Pentecost. So, it's three days, but they've extended this. They said, we just want to be a hosting group to... Um, uh, extend this out to the body of Christ to participate with us. Now, let me step back and, and tell you why May 28th. If you are familiar with the uh, International um, Prayer Connect, that is a body. You can go out to ipcprayer.com or org, but that's a, that's a group that has helped connect over 5,000 different prayer networks around the world. IHOP is just one of those 5,000 plus prayer networks like Campus Crusade or uh, Intercessors for America. Those are just a few more of the 5,000 that have been assembled through this connecting group called uh, International Prayer Connect. And um, 
well over a year ago, many of these 5,000 plus prayer networks were seeking the Lord together and felt called by God to designate four global prayer days in 2023. Four global prayer days. One of them was back in January, and that was a global prayer day for the, the nation of China. And one of them, the second one's coming up in a few days, and that's a global prayer day to evangelize Muslims. Uh, the third one is May 28th, which this 21-day uh, Daniel fast that IHOP has called culminates on the day of Pentecost, and it's specifically geared towards praying for Israel and the, uh, the Jews and the evangelization of the, of the Jews. The, the fourth and final one is October 31st, and that's praying for the unity of the body of Christ in the nations around the world. So those are four designated prayer days. This one that's coming up in May, uh, again, Mike felt called to uh, rally the IHOP community to pray for 21 days of uh, Daniel fast, culminating on the 28th, and Joe has said, we want to participate in this. Or those who have a heart to pray for Israel and understand God's purpose for Israel. Our purpose as Gentile believers to help bring Israel to the, the, the receiving of their Messiah, the revelation of their Messiah. This is a great privilege we have, a great honor in God's kingdom that us Gentiles who uh, we're the ones from the highways and the byways, and yet we're called into this wedding feast of the Lamb to call back um, Israel into her unique role in, in God's kingdom. So there will be more information that uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to print off some little cards, some reminders. You'll see them out there when you come in, uh, you know, where the bulletins are and so on. Some reminders and, and what we're going to do uh, to participate in this. But here's the easiest thing for you to do. If you have some questions like, well, what is this? Um, here, here's some places you can go. You can go directly to IHOP's website, IHOP.org. Don't go to .com or you'll get pancakes instead of prayer. <laughs> uh, go to IHOP.org and right there on their homepage is a link that talks about this 21 days coming up. Um, IHOP has an app. You can download the app on any of your devices, and you can go there. But just recently, Mike Bickle has uh, created an app as well that has a lot more in-depth teachings about prayer. And, and that's, to me, that's the best place that I've found to go is, is just go to the app. But any one of those resources. Yeah, this is just three weeks of prayer, of a Daniel fast culminating on the global day of prayer and fasting for Israel, for God's covenant people of the Jews. So uh, I, I, we will be getting more information, and uh, I, I welcome you to participate in this, what can truly be a global historic moment. Uh, wouldn't you like to know, as we look back through the eons of eternity, and we look back and say, we responded. We heard, we heard God tap us on the shoulder and say, Hey, my beloved, wouldn't you love to participate in something that is near and dear to my heart? In the Song of Moses, in Deuteronomy 32, so this is the, in the closing chapters of, of Moses' life. He's getting ready to pass on. And there he has the Song of Moses. And in that Song of Moses, Israel is called the apple of God's eye. There's something very... When we touch upon this thing of praying for His covenant people and standing in the gap of intercession for His, his people, the, the descendants of Abraham, which we're grafted in now, when we do that, we touch something deep, deep, deep in the heart of our Heavenly Father. So I encourage you to, to uh, do a little bit of research if you have more questions, and there will be more information coming forth here in the next few weeks. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it.
That's awesome. I in talking with Scott, he um, he carries this. You know, you know what I mean by that. When you carry something, you just have it on you. And and I asked him if he would facilitate that for all of you that would like to participate. Um, specifically, if you feel like that's what the Lord is is speaking to you to do, um, that would be that would be wonderful. Because we're really all about prayer, really here. It's it's really about prayer, and that's what Ecclesia is all about. It's about prayer, and prayer is just communication. It's not just giving all your requests to God and going about your day, but it's having that fellowship and communication with the Lord, and listening to what's on His heart. How many of you like the 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 time of year we're in? This spring, and you know we're we're celebrating Christ's resurrection. It's getting warmer finally. Um, and, and the, the daytime is, is stretching, you know, our, our night is, you know, gets darker later, it gets lighter earlier. And I get up really early, you know, anywhere from four to five thirty in the morning. And, and I love sitting there and I, we have some picture windows and this morning I was doing, especially when the sky's clear and it, it just starts to break. You have that real dark blue, you know, and it kind of gets bluer and, and then you have that orange and, and I was sitting there this morning Looking out my window as the day was dawning, you can't see the sun yet, but the sky's changing. And it just came to me how quickly things can change. How fast. And we've experienced that, haven't we, in the last few years. How, how drastically, how fast things can really change. And I got to thinking about, you know, the disciples with Jesus. And Jesus spent almost three and a half years with them and told them, you know, really what was going to happen, and he prepares, they have this whole preparation of the, the Passover, the last Passover that they're going to celebrate together, and um, Jesus washes their feet, and it was just an amazing time. I, I want to see the, the, the videotape of that, too. I want to see the videotape of everything, you know. We're going to have all eternity, so whatever, I want to see it all from start to finish, but I was just thinking of that, you know, they're having their last meal together and all the different things that happened and, and just in that last meal. And they, they sang a hymn and they departed and they went to the Garden of Gethsemane over the Kidron Valley. And if you've ever been to uh, Israel or Jerusalem and, uh, you know, it's there's valley all around it and it's so rocky. And I was just thinking about all of those things and they go, it's nighttime, they're praying his disciples fall asleep and how fast things changed. He's arrested within hours from eating a meal. He's arrested, condemned and crucified in less than 24 hours. It's probably closer to 18 hours. How drastically things change. You think of the disciples. Their lives changed. They gave everything to follow this guy for three and a half years, and all of a sudden he's buried in the tomb. I was thinking of my own life. On drugs. In a gutter, basically. The gutter of life. Many of us have been there. And one night, just one night, the Lord shows up in my bedroom, and I have an encounter, and everything changed. I mean, that fast. How fast things can change in our life. How precious life really is. We all know this passage in John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave. He gave everything. Gave His Son. At that time, it was his only begotten son that whoever believes really, it doesn't mean believe that he exists. I mean, devils believe he exists. It means those who put their trust in, have confidence in, put their faith in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And all God asks of us is to receive I think that's one of the hardest things for people to do. It was hard for me. We, we are kind of programmed. It's like, make me do something, you know. Can I do something and I'll earn it? No, just receive. Just receive my love. My forgiveness. Receive me. 
You know, in thinking that night that I had that encounter with the Lord. And this, is, this amazes me looking back still years later. That even though I had drugs on me and the Lord encountered, I had an encounter of love. He didn't reference my sin at all. There was no reference. He didn't say, if you quit this, if you stop that, if you start doing this, going to church, reading your Bible, if you do all of these things, being nice to your mom. I said that one just because she's sitting over there. (laughs) No, all he asked was just receive this. I think Jana read this this morning too, Romans 5, 8. God demonstrates his love. You know, love really isn't love until it's tested and demonstrated. It's easy to tell. I can tell Chris, Chris, I love you, but there would be no, if there's no demonstration, does it, do I really love him? Not really. But he demonstrates his love that while we were sinners, Doing no harm to the text, you can literally put the word for sinner as enemy. While we were enemies of Christ, He loved us anyway and demonstrated it by His life and the way He lived and the sacrifice of His life. Overwhelming. And the Father said, I put before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Because love is never demanded. There's always a choice. And it's our choice whether we receive life and the blessing or death and the curse. And then like a great teacher would do, gives us the answer. Choose life. But it's still our choice to make. And you know, it's not a one-time decision. We choose life in all of the decisions we make all day long. What choices are we going to make? Do they produce life or does it produce death? Aren't you glad that God's love, acceptance, and even affection for us does not depend on our church attendance? How many scriptures every day you read? How long you pray? Living the Christian life is not hard. It's impossible. (laughs) Without the Holy Spirit and without the born-again experience. I just want to remind us this morning before we receive communion, just some of the things. It would take us all day long to talk about everything that Jesus accomplished for us, but just some of the things that he accomplished for us. As a result of the resurrection and those who receive Christ, we receive the exact same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Not a different spirit, not a lower level one, a little less powerful one. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in all those who receive Christ. It is all power to break any addiction, obliterate sin, heal our bodies and our minds from any sickness and disease we may be dealing with. Jesus was the final sacrifice for sin. Aren't you so glad you live in this era that you do not have to drag a pigeon in here or a cat, <laughs> cattle? And we have to, because I am, because I would not be into the slaughtering business as, a, as some priest in the house. This would not be good. But he was the final sacrifice for sin. There is no more shedding of blood of innocent animals. There is nothing you and I can do because it's finished. He even said so when he was hanging on the cross. Christ was the propitiation that satisfied the wrath of God. There is no need 
for us to do anything else. I'm going to repeat that several times, by the way. When we receive him, we are not objects of his wrath. Christ paid the redemption price to purchase every guilty sinner of which I was and you were. We have been bought and paid for. You know, something is only worth what someone is willing to pay for. And that should tell us how much worth every human being has. That Jesus, God the Father and Jesus the Son, determined the price of all humanity. And that was his life. How can you place any dollar value on that? And that's how valuable every human being. And that's the way we need to see everyone in that same way. There is nothing left to pay. Because he paid it all. Jesus reconciled us and made peace between God and man. God is not mad at us but desires to have a relationship and one based on fellowship. Jesus justified guilty sinners, satisfying God's holy justice. When we we receive Jesus, the guilty verdict that was charged against us is rendered by the great judge, the God of the universe, paid in full. You are free to go. All those who receive Jesus he sanctifies, setting us apart as holy. Romans eight twenty nine and 30. For those whom he foreknew, he also predetermined. I don't use the word predestined, by the way. And those of you that have heard some of my teaching, you'll understand why. For those whom he foreknew, he also predetermined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predetermined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. For all those who have received him, he gave us a brand new identity. The Father's DNA, literally according to what John wrote in 1 John, is inside of us. He removed the heart of stone and the nature corrupted by sin and gave us a new spirit created in his image and according to his likeness. Provision has been made and all he asks is we turn to him, which is repentance, a turning to him and receive. There's absolutely nothing left for us to pay or to do except to receive. Every sin, every transgression, every offense was nailed to the cross. Every evil thought and wickedness of mind and heart was nailed to the cross. Every sickness and disease in the soul and in the body was nailed to the cross. All guilt, shame, blame, fear that plagues our conscience is washed away by the blood of Christ. The curse that came into the world as a result of sin has been reversed for all who receive Christ and live for him. All this and much more has been paid the price in full and there's nothing left for any of us to pay or to do to add anything to that. John 11:25 and 26, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. So literally we can say this, if you have received Christ, been born again, born from above, you will never die. You will relocate. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's a great question. The born again experience is a foreshadowing of our resurrection. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one through 55. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed. 
in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, oh, how fast things can change. How fast things can change. In a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Hmm. All of our hope rests in the resurrection. No resurrection, wipe it all out. We're going to prepare to take communion. Now, biblical communion is a meal. It's not a cracker and a little shot of grape juice. And I know many of you will be leaving and having meals. So continue your communion. But just as a a token of sharing, having, and I like using the word communion because it comes from two words, common and union. We have a common union with the Lord and then with one another. So I, I particularly like that word, our communion with one another. In Luke twenty two fourteen, it says, When the hour had come, Jesus reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. That just gives me chills. What a glorious day. That, that's a true retirement, even though we won't be swinging in hammocks and just hanging out. Lord, thank you so much for all that you have done. We are so blessed. I shudder to think of what it would be like without him in my life. It's yeah, at this point it would be impossible. If you would please stand and I'm going to ask you if you would come up and and take a piece of bread, take a cup and if you would return to your seat and and then we'll re- we'll take communion together. Help yourself.
How about we stand? Is that all right? When he had taken cup, he had given thanks, and he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. When he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, and saying, This is my body in which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after he had eaten, and saying, This cup which is poured out for you is a new covenant in my blood. Father, I uh, just ask that in each of our hearts this morning we realize that this is your rehearsal, your practice. I pray that we engage in this with all our hearts. Yes, Lord. And not just be at this time when we have these elements, which are awesome, <laughs> but every day we practice this rehearsal of your victory. Thank you for this testimony that we hold in our hands that Jesus Christ is God manifested in the yes, flesh. Yes, thank you, Lord. Who fought for us, who died for us, who resurrected for us to give us the God life. And I pray that you stir our minds that we be above our natural life and come into your life. Yes, Lord. Yes, we receive Lord. these elements in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You may take the bread and the cup. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for all of the provision of the kingdom of heaven that you have given to each one of us. May you receive all the glory and the honor from everything that we say and we do. Thank you, Father. Amen. Blessings to each one of you. Have a glorious day. Have a great life until I see you next time.